Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Decom Boom. After our week off. Yes, thank um, you guys for, you know, as always, thanks for having patience. When we need a little time off, we were upstate with our family. Yes, yes. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend, Mm -hmm. and we're doing a film that, to me, this movie really is summer. Think hot dogs, think hamburger, think America's pastime. Exactly, yes. I mean... Memorial Day weekend, some like to think of as the unofficial kickoff to summer, and this movie is a great way to bring that energy. We're going to be hitting you with all the big summer flicks in mm. the next couple months. Yes. Um, I'm really excited. There's a lot of good summery decoms, so I'm excited to dive into that. Absolutely. It's summer on the decom boom. We're doing today, guys, a movie we both, I think, loved as kids. Right, Nora? Yes. I have some core memories of okay. this film for sure. I feel like it was watched a lot in our household. I think so, too. Like, I remember a lot of nights um, watching this in our dad's home office together. Like, on we had this really tiny television yes. in our dad's office yes. as kids. It was truly so small, but we, like, watched so, so many movies in there. We didn't know any better. We didn't. And, like... It kind of prepared us for like laptop Netflix viewing yes. culture because it was even smaller than a laptop screen. It was screen. so small. And um, it was adorable. It was. And like I have memories of like us like fighting to share our dad's swivel chair. Yes, yes. <laughs> we would be like our legs would be like hanging like I feel like through the hole like from each like arm rest. <laughs> and we, we were both just like so tiny and little like give me space on the chair. Yes, we would sit on one little swivel chair. That's so, so cute. And like probably eating bowls of Cocoa Puffs and cinnamon light yeah, respectively. Living. That yeah. sounds like a gorgeous time. Yeah. this. I'm kind of jealous of those girls. I want to do that tonight. No, absolutely. Like this movie just really reminds me of like a summer summer night where like you're kind of tired because you were swimming in your friend's pool oh, all day yes oh my god I love the tired feeling from a pool day Ugh, yes I'm you're just l- like you lived so fast so hard exactly it's like you're chlorine drunk it's like yes. you're not sunburnt but you're like sun kissed which like tires you out yes you're just like I need to just throw on a decom and chill the fuck out oh no it's so so gorgeous to have that feeling and this movie was very special in our households because yes. the lead character looks a lot like our brother so especially much. when he was younger he looks so much like him no literally like i said to drummond i was like this is the one that me and Nora like because we kind of joked with smart house like oh yeah, he reminds us of her, but like not really this kid really does this kid like makes the exact same facial yes. expressions as our brother and they have very similar faces yeah and like now that like because we have this little cousin who just turned 10 that we've like always kind of said looks yeah. like our brother now like he's he getting older like i'm Eddie. like he kind of looks like him too he does yeah so cute so, so this cute. movie has a special place in our heart because of that Yeah, I just really love this movie. And like I talked a little bit about this. So this movie premiered on July 18th, 2003. And I talked a little bit about this in our Stuck in the Suburbs episode, how there were a few years when we were little where like they did these promos of like a summer of decoms and there'd be a new brand new decom like for each summer month. Mm -hmm. So Stuck in the Suburbs was the summer of 2004. This was the summer of 2003. Right. And so June was the Even Stevens movie. Okay, iconic. This was July, and the Cheetah Girls was August. Oh, that's an epic summer. Yeah, it was like God tier. So, like, I remember. That's God tier. Yes, like the promo for those movies, which I rewatched this morning, was like. Yeah. 
the clip where Shia LaBeouf is like, I'll be here all summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid, like seeing this promo, seeing the decoms to come and being like, I literally will be here all summer parked on my couch watching these decoms. Yes. No, that is a really stacked lineup. And yeah. I love to hear that. Also, I did, I have to admit, completely forget that Orlando Brown is in yes, this. Yes. Yeah. You know him as Eddie from That's So Raven. And who else is in it is Fulton from High from School HSN Musical. Too. Yeah, yeah. He's the mean, misogynistic <gasps> dad. This movie is really... It's about sexism. It's about sexism. I kind of forgot. I remember that because, to be honest, I find, both as a kid, because I remember really being, like, angered by the sexism. Yeah, it's really on the nose. It's Yes, it is on the nose, however. But it's believable. Yeah, Yeah, more so than, like, right on track. Yeah, I find it, like, more actually, like, impactful than, like, Mm -hmm. the motocross or right on track sexism. Yes, I agree. Specifically because, like, it really shows the world of, like, the way guys perpetuate you know, yeah. like these like tropes about girls and like that's so real, especially when I was a kid. Like I heard this kind of talk all the time. All the time. And yeah. it's so funny because there's a lot of decoms kind of about toxic masculinity with <laughs> yeah. like high school musical and I feel like there's other ones. Jump in. Jump in, jump yeah. in. Where I'm like, I feel like this is men are so uh toxic masculinity is so harmful to men. And I feel I like these movies are these screenwriters being like writing about what they've yes. experienced because it really is sucks so bad how many hobbies and activities are like uh, off limits to yes gendered and like off limits to men because like they're afraid to be called gay like it just sucks yeah or like afraid to be called like feminine in any way yeah it's a bummer it really does um portray how like yeah sexism is just as harmful to men totally totally um yeah this is this is a this is a big one I just have to say like a memory that I had watching this movie which doesn't directly relate to this movie but relates to like summer when I was around this age like do you remember the nights when like we'd be like mom would be like you have to take a bath and we'd be like please no like please no I just we hated to be clean as we children. hated to be bathed we were feral <laughs> we want I wanted to be feral I know I was like mom no like it would be like day four she's like please take a bath it's summer it's hot like you need There's a bath bugs swarming around us. you're right like in a cartoon or like pig pen no it's like my hair would be like disgusting but yeah. I remembered that sometimes mom would be like okay fine 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 you can put it off another day but what you have to do before you get into your bed with clean sheets is you have to at least take like a foot bath like wash your filthy feet because we would run around the neighborhood barefoot and I remember being like okay great compromise like just a foot bath like feral we were literally wanting to be feral I know I would have been a full-on feral if I had the option yes those were the days oh my god those were the days yeah but this is the Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off episode. We're excited. Yeah, so the Disney Plus description is, everyone seems to be in a stew. When baseball prodigy Eddie Ogden enters a major cooking contest held on the same day as his team's playoff game. Mm-hmm. With his father and friends doing a slow burn, the 14-year-old finds himself in a toss-up. Can he fulfill his obligation to the team and still be true to himself? great description yeah and that's what we're gonna find out i know i also we need to point out before we begin that like bobby flay is in this yes and nora was just I know. funny timing right yes i know i was um an audience member at beef bobby flay and i got paid it was nice yes and it was sick and it was really cool yeah and it was you gotta see them cook 
you had a good experience. Yeah, it was fun. And was it cool seeing Bobby in this context after you just saw him? Uh, yeah, because I never really had any consciousness of Bobby Flay. To be honest, I'm not like a huge Food Network person, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, but it was just funny that I just had this experience going to see Beat Bobby Flay and then I watched this. So I was like, LOL. I know. And I remember I said to you the other day when we were like, let's yeah, do this one. Did. I was like, I think Bobby Flay is in this. But like, it's so random because like when I was a kid, I really didn't yeah, know Yeah, Bobby Flay didn't was. mean anything to me yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. We weren't like a Food Network family, to no. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, we weren't. Um, but yes, he but is yeah, he is in this as himself. Yes. Yeah, he is. Star cameo. Yeah. Um, so, Nora, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, um, I'm going to guess it got like a 65%. So, it only had the audience score, which was 49%, which I thought was kind of low. That's pretty low, I yeah. think. Um, so, I'm ready to jump into the recap, if you are. I am too. Guys, get a hot dog. Ugh, get yes. a hamburger. Get something on the grill. Ugh. And strap in. To yes. listen to Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Happy summer. Happy summer. Okay, so we begin at the baseball field where a lot of this movie takes place. And the snack bar is opening up. We got some dogs on the grill. And we were talking about in one of our last episodes, the snack bar at a baseball <sighs> game being just so iconic and the best part of a baseball game. Yeah, and like right away, the score comes in really hot in a good way. Like, I mm -hmm. I really think, Nora, that this was my favorite score of any DCOM we've watched. This is a great score. It's it so really good. is. It's so good. It's yeah. No notes. No notes. Truly. Like, it's just, like, it, it feels really, like, epic and, like, but then there's also, yeah. like, fun, like, jazzy moments. And nothing feels out of place with the tone of the movie, which is, like, a big qualm I had with some other movies. Like, why are now we getting this score? Yeah. Even with, like, Stuck in the Suburbs, like, the Sims music, I was kind of like, why yeah but like with this movie it's like everything feels in place i agree it like fit but it also did like you did notice it like it wasn't like blending into the background yeah. but in, in a way that was just like really fun and enjoyable agreed so we see that this is a baseball practice and we're meeting this team the groundhogs yes and we right away see they're not good they suck they're pretty bad and their only saving grace is our lead character eddie eddie is great at baseball he's the only chance this shitty team has to win and he's the coach's son who is played by fulton from high school musical <laughs> 2 yes and so yeah this opening sequence we're just like seeing a bunch of bad behavior like you know kids just like dropping balls and yes. striking out things like that did you play baseball no, I, I never even did T-ball, which I know you did. And I did Dad coached Dad you. Dad was my coach. So you know a thing or two of being the and coach's kid. And Dad was kid. always putting the pressure on me and saying, Nor, you run like a girl. No, I'm kidding. Our <laughs> Can dad you would, imagine? Our dad would never do that. No, but I thought it was cute that he was your T-ball coach. I did too. I like T-ball. I did it with my besties. Yeah. I love like baseball as a concept. Like It's so... American. It's so Lana Del Rey in that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do too. I, Yeah. I honestly think we should go to more games in the city, like, for fun. I totally would love to go to a Like, just get game. a beer and watch a game. Oh, my God. That sounds, sounds actually fun, so right? great. Yeah. yeah. And now we do see, uh, like, the first game of the season, and Hannah arrives mm -hmm. to the game, and she's just, like, this little blondie. And when we first see her, she's wearing, like, a pink jacket, and, like, her hair is in, like, pink pigtail, you know, what's the word? I'm like, we're ponytail holders, scrunchies. Yeah. Yep. And... She's looking all cute and girly, but then, like, the guys on the team are like, Hannah, what's going on? Why are you all decked out in pink? Yes, and this is our first introduction of, like, 
gender roles being a part of this film yeah. because Hannah's like, oh, my mom thinks that I'm a cheerleader for the team because like she was a cheerleader. She wants me to be. So Hannah's lying to her mom, telling her she's a cheerleader to hide the fact that she's actually a baseball player. Yeah. And she's also, we see throughout the film, like one of the best people on the team. Yeah. Probably besides Eddie, like the best. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. The Groundhogs do unfortunately lose this game. So they're not off to a great start this season. Mm-hmm. So we see Eddie afterwards commiserating with his two best friends Frankie who is Orlando Brown his other best friend is this kid named DB Mm -hmm. who's like really mean to him at some points in this movie you know he's he's a victim of the toxic masculinity complex as well he's just a child yes it's true it's true he is hard on him but but kids are really hard on their friends yeah I was hard on my girlfriends too we'd be so mean to each other in a way that like adults are not aren't yeah aren't doing that sort of thing (laughs) yeah they're just like they're hard on each other it's because they're like siblings you're so close with your childhood friends yeah and I feel like your identities are so wrapped up in each other's when they do something weird it like really it, it just, like, jeopardizes your sense of, like, yes. security in life. Totally. It totally. shouldn't, but it does. It does. Kids are just, like, inherently more codependent because they haven't learned yeah. how to not be. And they don't have, like, a sense of self yet. No. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie is, like, commiserating with his friends about how this game went, and he's like, all right, I know how to make this better. Like, it's time for some Eddie dogs. Then we see the first sequence of Eddie cooking. He's making these dogs. They look great. He's, like, being fancy with the way he's sprinkling the cheese. He's doing great. Yeah, they're like loaded hot dogs. He's putting all these fun toppings on them. And yeah, we're, we're just very much able to glean that this is something he does often. Like everybody knows Eddie dogs. Everyone loves them. Yeah. And then we see the opposing team come up and they're kind of negging the boys being like, this is what a baseball looks like if you've ever seen one. Like just being like, you guys suck. And Eddie and his boys are like, we have to beat the Eagles. Like they're such jerks. We need to beat them. Something that confuses me about this movie is we see at one point that the Eagles like go to their same school. So like they don't have like a school team. They have like, <laughs> but they're in high school. It's I not guess like it's, it's like, like Pop Warner. Like did we kind of like, I feel like. But that... why when they're this old do they have that? Well, they're in eighth grade. Well, then why are they talking about college scholarships? I don't know. They're in eighth grade. Oh, geez. They're really planning ahead. <laughs> That's stressful to me to think about baseball scholarships in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're in eighth I guess grade people then. do start young with that sort of thing, but guess, yeah. that seems really young. That does seem young. But okay, they're in eighth grade. All right. So maybe it is that sort of vibe. We see Eddie's dad talking to, he has this sort of like, I guess, assistant coach or like co-coach. Yeah. Um, I think his name is Ray. Ray. Okay. So they're talking. I love Ray. He's really funny. Yeah. He's just like a king like and he's just, just like in the background. way nicer than eddie's dad yeah eddie's dad sucks and I we'll get into him. that yeah so but these uh co-coaches are chatting and ray is saying like oh like there's some like i think like some type of like scout that's going to be watching the eagles play soon yep. and eddie's dad's like they should be watching us play because like eddie's the best person in the whole league and ray's mm-hmm. like well, that might be true, but, like, the groundhogs are really bad, so they're not going to watch our practices. Right, right. And that's, like, really hitting Eddie's dad, like, oh, shit, I want my son to really pursue this and, like, be a D1 right. athlete, so maybe we have to th- rethink this. Yeah, totally. And then <laughs> this part had me dead when we cut to home and the mom is in the oh, kitchen, yeah. and it's like, you think there's an earthquake, <laughs> but it's just a bunch of eighth grade boys running into a home they're feral but somehow they're like somehow things are like shaking by these boys running in the mom is literally like "Uh uh-oh incoming wait the mom is like she's like 
Oh no, brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the boys these, are home. These ju- these boys dress like me and Sarah, feral, feral, and they're running in, causing all kinds of ruckus. And yeah. this kind of was reminding of me of like our brother and his friends, how they would just be like, boys are so scary, chaos, and also like Eddie has these two older brothers who like the actors look thirty seven. I know approximately, but like part of me was sort of like pretending, like maybe they actually are in their thirties. Maybe they're Eddie's kids, like his yeah. dad's kids from a previous marriage beautiful blended family and they haven't left home yet. one of the brothers was hot yeah they were not bad looking Um, they were like gangly but also i was watching this scene of like the mom like preparing the boys a snack and i was (laughs) like sarah if i end up somehow with like two sons i will not be happy (laughs) i know if every saturday there's like seven boys coming in from baseball practice invading my beautifully curated home i might i know i might have like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest experience because then i feel like moms like in order to survive they go into the survival mode thing where they're like boy mom I and, know. and that's I like can't, i can't oh my do God, that I need to be a boy mom I literally die. and then they're like my boys and it's oh, like I, I know oh. that you're just having like a traumatic <laughs> response to I this i know i know but like you shouldn't have to rebrand as a boy mom <laughs> no woman deserves that no woman deserves I that i can't be a boy mom no we need no to make offense, no men girl dads I know. That's the I, I only... kind of love girl dads. I love girl dads. <laughs> Go off, girl dads. Yeah, and so, like, there's chaos at the Ogden home, and the boys are, like, all fighting over the remote, and, yeah, like, Eddie's dad is saying to him, like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't be on the Groundhogs because, like, I don't know if this is really where your future lies, and the mom is very much like, honey, that's too much pressure. Like, baseball's fun, remember? Like, we don't need to be putting on this pressure. The mom's like, why do you have to put so much pressure on him? It's just a game. Yeah. Her voice is like so, so well pressed. She's like, honey, come on. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And like, as his parents are having this chat, Eddie's distracted because Bobby Flay is on TV yes. and he's captivated. He is like looking at Bobby Flay with such intensity. He's loving what Bobby is serving up. Yes. Like that is his idol. That's his idol. And now we see that the mom is making dinner for everyone and she's like cutting something and she cuts her finger. And like she's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad because her husband is like, let me see. Let me see. And she's like, no, 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 no. You can't see. We know how you get. But he like because he is so macho, I have to be a man. He insists on seeing and nearly faints at the sight of the blood. That's so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> what are you, some kind of girl? You're going to faint out a little blood? That's so embarrassing. And that's his inner monologue, that's which his is inner monologue. why it's sad. It's like, sir, it's okay to get tr- woozy at the sight of blood. No, he's a true sexist. We'll see in a way that's just like... How could you be married to a man like this? I know. That's the thing I never understand with these movies of like... Or in life, people are like this. Of like, if my husband was like stopping my son from doing something he loves because he thought it would make him look gay like i would roast the shit out of my husband yeah i'd be like you need help I know, our I son would... will be doing this passion i know i would not be okay with it no it's like so mean it's so mean so yeah basically the mom needs to go to the like er to get stitches and so we see like the parents and the two older brothers like piling into the car leaving eddie behind with his friends frankie and db and the mom's like eddie eddie like just please put away the groceries okay Mm -hmm. and eddie's like okay yeah he goes back inside with his bros and he starts like eyeing the chicken bones yeah he's looking longingly at a piece of raw chicken because you know what he sees? 
raw potential. So true, Sarah. And so he asks his boys, he's like, guys, instead of putting this food away, what if we made something with it? They like immediately are like, dude, what? It's like not that weird to want to cook. I, I know. I guess in eighth grade, if you're a boy, it's like, do eighth grade boys cook? But maybe they do. Yeah. I mean, people's parents are like, you need to cook for yourself. Yeah. We just didn't have parents like that. No. But like, yeah, I, I like it's one thing to be like, oh, that sounds boring, dude, which I guess is what they're saying at this point. But yeah. they act like it's like so unnatural for him to have this impulse. I know. <laughs> so then we get our first like or I guess our second technically because the dogs. But we have this cooking sequence of Eddie making this masterpiece in the kitchen. Yeah. This really is the first time that he's like cooked for real. Like the Eddie dogs is yeah. more like garnishing. Right, right. This is like really cooking. And I remember this scene so well. Like the music all came back to mm-hmm. me. And like yeah. the iconic shot where like, because Frankie and DB are sort of acting as like his sous chefs. Like he'll be like cinnamon and they throw it to him and it's like cinnamon, basil, basil. And it's yep. like, it's just very fun. It's and very fun. Cute and and yeah, I just remembered this part so well. And not only does this character look just like our brother, our brother's also a really good cook. Yeah, he so actually this is. this very Ben-coded film. It really is. <laughs> and he used to play baseball Oh my god, so It was kind of kind of based on him in a way. Yeah, in a sense. <laughs> it's his life story. Yeah, the, the like trombone in this part, I just remembered so well from childhood. Like, they're like... Yeah, it's really fun. It's so super fun. Then his parents come home after the hospital with his brothers and Eddie like presents them like I didn't put the groceries away instead I made this and everyone's like whoa because it like looks incredible yeah but they're at first like ew because it is like a mashed potato volcano yeah with like a questionable red liquid but it is like coming out like lava it is but it does look weird because there's just like chicken all around yeah I guess true but like yeah at first they're like what and then cut to like there's none left basically because it was so good okay so like then they enjoy this gorgeous meal he made and even though he fed them and nourished them then they're being like so mean to him like oh like do you want an easy bake oven for your birthday eddie and be like oh like should they like girls in the major league like just being so like sexist sexist and like hating on him for cooking and it's just like lame and can you imagine being this mother who we've already seen that she is like the primary cook in this family. Yes. And you're seeing cooking just be like mocked as like, oh, you're a pathetic woman in the kitchen. Like I would literally be like, starve. She's like so disappointing. I hate to see a silent mother. It's like, speak up. Well, she does speak up, but all she does is be like, knock it off. Not enough. It's like, you need to teach them why. You can't just be like, stop. It's like, tell them why that is coming from a bad place. Yeah, exactly. And the dad is very much like, because Eddie is like, stop. And the dad's like, oh, Eddie, take a joke. And it's like, no. It's like, no. These jokes aren't appropriate. (laughs) The dad's like, Eddie, don't worry. We don't think you're going to trade in your baseball mitt for an oven mitt. And it's like, okay, but what if he wanted to? Also, when they first get home, the brothers are like, dad uh, fainted twice. And he says, I didn't faint. I passed out. Men don't faint. They pass out. And I'm like, your worldview is so fragile. Like, those are just synonyms. King, I'm sorry. They're synonyms. Yes. Toxic masculinity is a prison. I know. Like, I feel bad, but also, like, change and grow. So now we cut to Eddie walking around the campus of his school with Frankie and DB, and they're having this conversation about, like, which elective should we take this year. Yeah. And Eddie's like, oh, we should definitely take computer science. Like, my brothers told me it's, like, the easiest A. You get to, like, 
you know, play on the computer for homework. Mm -hmm. So they're like, done deal. Let's all do it. But then they walk by the home economics room. And Eddie is thirsting (laughs) for home economics. He is like in love. He's like looking in the door at all the little spoons and spatulas and he's living. It is a gorgeous facility. Like the school looks nice. Yeah. And there's this weird part where his friends are kind of like, dude, what's the hold up? And he's like, oh, sorry. I had just like never seen that room before. And DB is like, yeah, gave me the heebie-jeebies the first time I saw it. And I'm like, a kitchen? Why are you getting the heebie-jeebies from a kitchen? He's like, that's so not me to be in a kitchen. I'm a man. You're in eighth grade. You're a boy. I'm like, you need to relax. I know. It's so offensive. (laughs) I know. And I'm just like. Again, it's you're even, so fragile if, like, right. you're threatened by the sight of a stove. And it's so sad because for so many years, even the kind of feminism we had is, like, I don't cook. Like, I yeah. am better than that. It's, like, there's literally nothing wrong with being good at cooking. It's, like, a very useful skill. And there was, like, even a period of feminism where pe- women were trying to, like, overcorrect. They were trying to be, like, that's, like, I'm not like that. Yeah. I don't need to be in a kitchen. It's, like... That's not, like, the right way to fix sexism. Yeah. By just being, like, anything feminine is bad. Yeah, especially when it's so unfair because I do think cooking is, like, literally a survival skill. Like, everyone should have a basis of being able to cook. Well, not only that, it's, like, it's a survival skill and so many other survival skills are labeled, like, masculine and, like, really impressive and Mm -hmm. cooking has just been, like relegated to like that's a girly thing i mean it's it's changing but like there still is a little bit of that and it's just like that's so stupid cooking is impressive and very creative totally oh my it's such an art form i mean that's how i felt when i was an audience member for beat bobby flay i was like these people are so creative yeah like it's so it's beautiful honestly it It really really is. is yeah um so yeah eddie glimpsed the home economics room and so that's on his mind when the three boys go into like the main building of the school and they see what is like a mob at the sign up list for the electives basically there's clipboards with you know one for each elective like hanging on this wall and you just have to sign up on one of these clipboards and it's madness eddie is on the floor looking at the clipboards and he kind of like is looking at the computer one and looking at the home economics and basically tricks his friend by like putting his hand over what it is and yeah. then be like sign up for this one sign up for this one like reaching under the mob yeah and so him and all his friends or his two friends sign up for home economics without realizing it or eddie knows but they don't know exactly yes so now we do cut to home economics and we meet the teacher mrs hadley who is like straight laced and like kind of overly sweet in a slightly grating way but she's so funny and like you do love her i love her and you know she's going home every night big glass of red wine yeah yeah and just being watching her programs watching her programs and you know she has like a love affair with an employee that works at michael's and she's like Mm -hmm. going to pick up her yarn he's like how are you and she's like i'm good and then she's thinking about that all night right and she like in her mind, there's, like, intricate fantasies of how they're going to get together. Yes, yes. I, I loved her energy and her vibe, and I, I see her for who she is, and I say yes. Completely agree. I loved her so much. I think this actress made this character, like, so robust and real. And I was just, like, actually very impressed by the performance. I was, like, laughing. And, yes. like, also, like, she tugged at my heartstrings, too. It was, like, beautiful. I know. I really loved her. Yeah. So she's the home ec teacher, and... 
you know, Eddie's friends are like, dude, can't believe you grabbed the wrong clipboard. Like, they don't know that this was a calculated move on his part yes. to be in this class. We also see that Hannah comes in from the baseball team mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I am taking this class because I felt like my mom was going to have a conniption if I kept taking like sporty electives. Mm-hmm. So they're all together. And now we see this like prim blonde girl walk in. Yeah, Bridget. Bridget, Bridget was different than I remembered her. Is Bridget, is she like Swedish? She has a very interesting accent. The actress is from New Zealand. Uh. So, like, it sounded almost like she was trying to do, like, a Southern American thing. But it, no one else is Southern I in this film. I not gauge what it, I Okay. Yeah. It probably was New Zealander trying and failing to do American. Okay. Um, but also, like, a ton of her lines. Like, I would say most sounded, like, ADR to me. Like, added in post. Yeah. So, I'm also wondering if, like maybe like, a lot of her stuff was like unusable for some reason and they like tried yeah. again i don't know but yeah her her voice was definitely kind of weird yes but one thing about bridget is she is so cute and yes. her like sweater always like matches her headband yeah she's she's is, really like, pretty yeah which is very satisfying for my brain when people like coordinate their outfit i agree yeah and her energy is like like type a she loves home she's the queen of home economics like she's the best cook in the class yeah she's like mrs hadley's little protege um but like right away the boys especially db start like making fun of her because she's like you know she has like her own spoons and spatulas that she's like unpacking and she like goes right up to them and she's like every semester there's a group of stupid boys who like accidentally end up in this class and like i'm not putting up with you she says Every semester, there's a group of boys who mean to sign up for computers and end up here. I'm like, this happens every semester? (laughs) Where they like, that's so specific. That is. And then she honestly, she does threaten them. To Julianne them. Yes. I know. And then Mrs. Hadley says, "Um, Bridget, stop. You're scaring the new students and me. Queen. And like, I love their dynamic too, because it's this really real thing where like, yeah, like Bridget is her star pupil and like, she's her mentor, but there's this very real thing where she's like sick of Bridget being her only person that's really interested in this. Like she does love her and she works really closely with her and she's so supportive of her. But like, we'll see this dynamic where like, she's more invested in like Eddie, this person that's like more creative and more just like a natural and like more like he can bring this like new, um, you know, like cool energy to home economics yeah. because he's cool and he has a lot of friends. Whereas Bridget is like a loser, and I think she, I think she sees herself in Bridget, and therefore there's tension where she doesn't like yes. fully love her. This is a tough thing to learn in life, and you know we love a Taylor Swift who's like trying, but yeah, you gotta take a chill pill because that Amy Poehler quote that's like, if you want things too badly, people don't want to give them yes. to you is true. Yes. And like people can sense desperation. Yes. And like most people are not like Jesus Christ. They don't want to be adored and glorified. So like you need to like figure out how to be chill. No, that's true. That's that's Bridget is a prime example of that because she's super cute. Yeah. But it's her desperation. She's Rachel Berry. That pushes coded. people away. Yes. Yeah. So I love her and Mrs. Hadley's uh, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Mrs. Hadley in this scene tells the class about this upcoming million dollar cook off. And, you know, the kids are like, million dollars? Is that the prize? And she's like, no, no, no. That's how much they give out in scholarship money. But the winner gets a scholarship to like an esteemed 
Culinary University. Mm -hmm. um, and to enter, a student must submit an original dish. Um, but so far, Bridget is the only person that's like, yeah, I want to sign up for him. Eddie's yeah. clearly interested, but he's he, not going to speak up in Yeah, class. he doesn't want to like say, I want a flyer. Right. But when class ends, Eddie like tells his friends he forgot something in the room and goes back to grab an entry form. Mm -hmm. And Hannah actually sees this happen. She's like, hmm. It's very jump in with, um, what's her name in jump in? Tammy. Tammy. When Tammy sees Izzy doing his old jumping rope. I know. Honestly, the Izzy Tammy thing, I feel like might have been like inspired by this Hannah Eddie thing where Maybe. it's like they're both doing the hobby that like isn't gender appropriate according to society and they like yeah. learn from each other. I think Eddie and Hannah will date in high school. I kind of don't think they'll date because I feel like there's chemistry between them. But I think it was just friend chemistry. Okay. I think they just I would like, like to see them date. I think they'd be a power couple. They and would maybe, definitely. And maybe Eddie's like, I love my bisexual girlfriend. That'd be great. That'd I can see that. And I can so see Eddie being secure with that because he's such a king in every way. And he's like, I have like, I love cooking. You've supported me in that. Yeah. And so like, I love you, my bisexual queen. Yeah. <laughs> I literally freaking love Eddie. I wish he was my son. I know. I love Eddie. He's I such a king. He's perfect. So at at home, back at Eddie's house, we see him talking to his golden retriever, Samson, and he's like kind of narrating to him. He's like, all right, Eddie Ogden needs an original recipe. What's it going to be? So he starts just like cracking eggs and cooking. Um, but unfortunately, what he ends up making looks disgusting. It looks like just like it's like a shit ton of spices and eggs and milk like blended together. Uh huh. Like, I don't really know what Eddie was thinking here. Yeah, it's not good. And so when he takes a sip, um, he immediately spits it out because it's repulsive and he has to run his mouth under the faucet. So that didn't go well. Um, and now we just see him like trying a few different concoctions. Um, we see that he's so inexperienced at cooking that he's trying to make a peanut butter and jelly smoothie and he doesn't like hold the lid on the blender. So it goes all over the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, Eddie, okay, I'm not really sure what you're doing here. Um so he is not quite cook-off ready. And now we cut to him walking with his dad at the I baseball know. field. Ugh. He's walking with his dad at the baseball field, and his dad is like, you seem, like, distracted. Like, you feel like you're not – your head's not in the game. And his dad is like – Eddie's eating a hot dog, and his dad says, stop playing around with your food. You're dancing around like a little girl. Ugh. And he says it like it's so cutting. Like he's not like kidding. He's like, stop. That's you yes. look like a girl. Yes. It like sucks to have a dad like this. Like it really does. It really does. And it like broke my heart to see Eddie's face. Like he's like stunned like yes. this. Like it's like when you get like hit in the stomach and you're just like, uh, but then he just like quickly recovers and he's like, no, dad, like I'm focused on baseball. And it's just like really I sad. Know. And it's like even if his dad changes, it's like this will be a wound for him that like Anytime he did anything you thought was like slightly feminine for whatever reason, you were just like, stop. Like I know. that will like be in him for a long time. So it sucks. It really, really. And yeah. then like we see that Eddie is so concerned about his dad like judging him. Like he lies to his dad about, like, yeah, yeah, I signed up for computer class because he can't tell him about home ec. Yeah. So it's just like, it sucks. Now we go back to home ec and we see that, you know, Everyone is, like, falling asleep in class except Eddie and Bridget. Eddie is, like, taking notes, like, being so cute. Mm -hmm. And now they're, like, 
it's time to cook in class. And Eddie goes over to Bridget and tries to like talk to her about the cook off. Yeah, he's trying to get some intel. But like, what would you think about like peanut butter for like a core ingredient? And like Bridget's kind of being like, oh, okay. And she's kind of like taking the bait, like helping him. But then DB comes over and he's like, what are you doing over here? Like talking to Bridget and Bridget outs him. She's like, he was asking about the cook off. And Eddie's like, oh, no, I wasn't. I would never. <laughs> and then DB's like not buying it. And he's like, then why were you over here? Now Eddie's really spiraling because now he's getting nervous that people are catching on. Yeah. So then he's like, I actually came over to do this. And he starts a food fight by throwing some food at DB. Yeah, it's so weird how they just like start a food fight. <laughs> it's, okay, we, clearly you've never been in eighth grade. This movie does this thing where whenever a man's back is against the wall where he needs to admit like vulnerability or like wanting to like do like the men will always just like resort to the most like insane actions and this is the first instance um do you feel that men don't do that no i do it's just really <laughs> showing it in a harsh light and i'm like tell your friend like i was just asking her about the cook-off like like i know but they can't they're in eighth grade they have no uh tools for communication and they're boys so they're no fucked. i know but it's just so funny that they immediately start a food fight i'm like oh my god i i have did you ever have a food fight no and i like I know this it was movie? my big it was like one of my biggest dreams to be in a food fight. Hugely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We'll never be in one. Probably not. And this movie and um Max Keeble's big move yeah, came out around big the same time. Food fight scene. Yes, and really unrealistically got my hopes up that there would be a food fight at some wow. point in my life. It's really bold to do the food fight. You gotta yeah. be to throw the first stone yeah. and make say time for a food fight. It's pretty huge and it's really scary and I was always too scared and I think everyone around me was always too scared. I know because every time I would like bring it up to mom and dad like I want to be in a food fight they'd be like Sarah like it's not like the movies like kids will get like expelled yes. or suspended and yes. I was like oh. But I, I think there should just be um, a food I'd, fight day. A food fight day or just like Outside. one day teachers look away because like yeah. in senior year we had prank day and I feel like teachers were like fine with it. Yeah, there should be a food fight day where there's, like, tarps laid down and everyone has to clean up because, like... Yeah, clean up after school. We have a party. Put on some sick jams. Yeah, because, like, I always would just, like, fantasize as a kid. I was, like, if we coordinate it so, like, 30 kids start at once, like, they're not going to, like, yeah. hold all of us accountable, at least not to, like, a horrible extent. Like, right. you know, I was just, like, we just have to make it so there's and then no if you, one to take all the blame also if you let kids just do it once a year and then you say we'll okay if you do it system. any other time there will be real consequences but this one day yeah you guys can go cry with it because how fun would that be how fun oh my god it'd be so fun to throw a hot dog at your friend yeah dream dream it's also weird because orlando brown is also in max keeble so he's doing food fights on the reg seriously i forgot that he was in that he's um like the other bully that isn't Troy McGinty. He like wears a suit and steals kids lunch money. Should I do a food fight for my birthday? I or was just thinking about that. I'm like, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, I was we're, thinking we're, that. But you did in a park? Yeah. Food but that would like, we would probably like you'd get make, arrested. You'd make the news. <laughs> exactly. We'd have to like drive upstate to like a field and do it. Yeah. Food fight. Like that would be so fun. But so yeah, there's a food fight here and it's crazy. And I'll then, do like, a cake in your face on your birthday if you want. I don't want that. I want there okay. to be mass chaos or nothing at all. Oh, uh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. So, yeah, they have a food fight during which um, Tchaikovsky's Waltz of the Flowers plays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the kids, like, you know, cleaning up the home economics room. And we do see that there is a punch bowl 
full of purple goop with like lettuce and stuff in it that just has been like, you know, filled with all the different things that were flying through the air yeah. during this food fight. And at first the kids were like, this is so gross. But then Frankie like tries it. He's like, I'm so hungry. We missed lunch. And he's <laughs> like, wait, this is really good. And then all the kids try it and they're like, oh my God, this slaps. Yeah. And then Eddie gets an idea. He's like, guys, what do you think is in this? Like, what do you think is this ingredient? And then the kids are looking at him like, why do you care? Yeah. But it's because Eddie wants to use this for his recipe for the cook-off. Yeah, to enter. And I think this actor, Taylor Ball, does a really good job of um, portraying, like, the passion, like, when Eddie gets, like, in the zone for cooking because he starts, like, talking really fast. He's like, what's this texture? What is going on? (laughs) Okay, we could totally, like, figure this out if we work backwards. And they're all just looking at him like, do what? Yes. It's really cute. And I feel like... Yeah, just like, you know, my qualm with Right on Track when they did that cheesy thing of, like, why I love racing cars. Like, I felt like Eddie's passion for cooking, like, made sense. Show, don't tell. Yes, and it felt real to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is cute. Yeah. Um, And also, he's in eighth grade, so his passion can be so simple of just, like, I like making something from scratch. Like, it's like an eighth grader isn't saying, like, when I'm in the kitchen, I just feel like nothing else matters. No. It's like they're more simple. And that's you get that across differently. Like Yeah. Yeah. Now we see Eddie at home trying to recreate this purple sauce and he does it. He like takes a taste and he says to his golden retriever, Samson, we have sauce. Yes. And then we cut to a baseball game. Eddie has the sauce in his backpack and this kid like finds it and starts eating it. Yeah. And his friends see and they're like, is that the sauce from class? And then they're like, Eddie, did you make that? And then Hannah covers for him. She's like, oh no, like that's my mom's like old recipe. Like it's fine. Which like- How did they they, fall for that? They just saw it. They like believe it, which I'm like, you all saw this and we're like, what is this? Yeah, because Hannah was there (laughs) during that scene. So it makes no sense, but Eddie and Hannah like exchange a look and it is nice, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because Hannah is still not willing to be like, I made it because she also was like, I'm not like that. It's so funny that she's But also it wouldn't be like believable because Hannah is like not a cook. Yeah, I I guess. Yeah, Yeah, true. So the Groundhogs do win this game. And mm-hmm. so that's big for them. And so now they have like kind of like a barbecue party back at the Ogden's house to celebrate their victory. Um, and Eddie's dad is really problematic in this scene. He mm-hmm. tells Hannah, he's like, great job today. You're really just like one of the guys, yeah. which I love that she like doesn't like that. She's like, OK, that just like invalidates me because I'm not a guy. It's such like a microaggression. It is. Like and I like that move the way this movie did it, because it is like more subtle of like, I think the worst kind of sexism is the stuff they say to you thinking it's a compliment. Yeah. You're like, uh, no. Right. I know that now at this point, like you're not like other girls is like a cliche and a meme. Mm-hmm. But like that's because men actually used to say that shit to us. Like, yes. And then the dad in this scene is talking to his like co-coach and he's trash talking the coach of the eagles and he's like for all that guy's tough talk guess what he does for a living he's a nurse Boo! it's such a bummer it's like you're making fun of someone because they literally save lives because you think being a nurse is girly like yeah so stupid 
really stupid. And we see this kid on the groundhogs, Oliver, who's the same kid that was eating the purple sauce. He hears this comment about nurses and we see that it like really hurts him and like angers him. Mm -hmm. And we don't know why yet, but Mm -hmm. we can, you know, infer and we'll Mm -hmm. later learn why exactly. Yeah. So it's like the next day and Eddie's at school and he has this package, which is his purple sauce that he's going to like mail off to submit to enter Mm -hmm. the cook-off. But he stops by the home economics room and he hears Mrs. Hadley and Bridget like putting the finishing touches on her submission. And he learns that in order to like successfully enter the competition, you have to have your recipe written out precisely like down to the quarter teaspoon. And he didn't do that because he just like improvised and was like, it's perfect. Send. Right. So he has to go home and like figure out exactly what's in this again. Mm hmm. And when he gets home, he's, like, trying to get started, but his mom sort of catches him in the act. Yes, yes. And she's like, um. And then she sees the flyer for the cook-off, so she knows what's going on. And he's basically like, oh, can you not tell dad? Because he won't understand. He says this line that makes me really sad. Maybe if I win, it won't matter that I like to do it. Mm, It's so sad. And it also is this really sad thing of, like, if a girl does, like, something, like, more, quote-unquote, masculine, it's like, she has to be so amazing for people to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And same with guys. It's like, if you're like a male dancer, you have to be so amazing that people are kind of like, oh, actually, that's cool. Yeah, that's And so, so true, it's Nora. like, if you take the risk and do something out of like the confines of the status quo and you're not amazing at it, you're like opened up to so much more vitriol. So he's like, the only way it's okay for me to like take a step back from baseball and do this is if I'm like, excellent at it which sucks wow that's so true i didn't even think about that element of it yeah that's real as fuck yeah Mm -hmm. and and that's just i feel like to some extent true of like american culture in general like there's so many things that people are like wait why are you doing that when you're like not really good and it's like you can do things just because they bring you joy just to try it yeah yeah it's so true don't have to be the best um so yeah eddie's mom like at first she's like oh i can't lie to your dad but she does eventually admit like Oh, I guess your dad like wouldn't really understand. And so she's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll just help you like finish your recipe. Like I'll, I'll just help. And that's what they, that's what they do. And he does mail it off. It sucks to be a a woman in this time of like, we saw this with motocross of just like, yeah, you're being, you're more progressive than your husband, but like ultimately that's your husband. And like, you're still kind of just like, yeah, he is like that. I'm like, this is like someone you love, like help them grow and change. I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't be like, I don't know, honey, that's who he is. I just feel like I, I wouldn't do that, but I don't know. I guess I don't know what marriage is like. Well, it's sadly <laughs> such a trope of, like, heterosexual marriages where, like, no. the mom is like, okay, but, like, we won't tell your father. And it's because, like, dad's going to blow up and lose his shit because like, he has so rage scary. issues. It's like, that's not okay. <laughs> our mom, like, used to try and do that with yes. our dad. Like, I'm yes. going to tell dad. And then, like, eventually we caught on to, like, our dad is, like, not going to care. Like, he's yes. so chill and nice. I'd always be like, you mean the one who's going to, like, be nicer than you? Please <laughs> tell him. Let's get his perspective on this. No, truly. Because just, like, the the threat of, like, I'm going to tell the other parent, like, yeah. is enough to, like, scare you for a little bit. But yeah. then, like, eventually I was like, wait, let me actually think about who my dad is. <laughs> exactly. He would be nice about this. Yes. Yeah. I always think about this really cute thing I overheard on the subway. This little girl, her mom was saying, I'm going to have to tell your dad. And this little girl was like, dad? But daddy's my boy. <laughs> and the mom just laughed and was like, true. I was like, she knew. She knew. She knew That's her dad best. wouldn't be that mad at her. <laughs> He's her boy. So yeah, Eddie 
ships off his, you know, submission. And now this song called Soul Food by Leon Russell and Mark Benno plays. It's a vibe. And we just sort of see this montage of like, you know, the kids in home economics. We see Hannah taking off her cheerleading disguise again. Just again, hitting home this theme of this movie, which is like, the charade of performing gender, mm-hmm. how people expect you to, is quite exhausting. Yeah. Yes. And we see like Bridget sit in jello. Like, okay. The boys like put a jello <laughs> cake on her chair. I'm like, that's mean. Yeah. They're literally mean to her. She's bullied. I know. And then we, we also see Eddie's dad like hug his, his assistant coach oh and then they God. like pull apart in fear because they can't be I'm, gay men hugging. Oh, it's such a bummer. Like, men, like, give your friends a close embrace i know honestly all the men in my friend group like hug everyone at the end of each hang and i'm like good, good for you because sometimes like i don't initiate hugs and they do i'm like go off kings hug good. your friends hold them close i know hold them close men are starved for intimacy they are <laughs> it's like sad so now we are in home economics class and we get some exciting news from mrs hadley bridget is in the finals she mm-hmm. gets to go to the final million dollar cook-off competition but so does Eddie. And his friends are shook because they did not even know that he entered. Exactly. They are so shook. And Mrs. Hadley really sweetly says under her breath, I'm making a difference. <laughs> I oh, could cry. I know. You know she's bringing that up to her love affair at Michael's. Yes. She's like, oh, there's this young man, Eddie. Oh, he's yes. so talented. Oh, he's just sweet. Oh, yeah. my God. I would love to see a spinoff about her. Yes. Yeah. Oh. They could have made a show. They could have made a show. Come on, Disney. Get on it. I would watch more of Bridget and Eddie and Mrs. Hadley's hijinks. Me too. Why not? Me too. Um, So yeah, Eddie is super happy, but DB is literally like mad at him. Like super pissed. He's like, like Eddie's like, dude, it was just like kind of a fun joke thing. And DB's like, friends tell each other about their jokes. (laughs) I love like this movie and High School Musical and jump in of like the friends being like, bro, we created an extremely unsafe environment for you to be open about the thing you like that we've made references is kind of gay multiple times. But how could you not tell us? So true. It's like, boys, you didn't give him a safe space. Like, you no. literally, anytime he did any cooking, you were like, oh, like, are you a girl? Like, that's so gay, man. Yes. Like, it's like, like duh, dude. he's keeping it from you. Yeah, and duh. I kind of want to, like, psychoanalyze DB a little bit because what do you think it is that makes him, like, angry because i can see teasing but like he takes this like personally and part of me thinks it's like him and eddie have been friends since they were five and Mm -hmm. it's like why are you finding this new thing that has nothing to do with me like and i can't like fully support it because it kind of like you know how like people will feel like embarrassed by association he's like you're doing this thing that's making us uncool and like it's not i can't be part of it I think it's a lot of that. I also think it's jealousy. Mm-hmm, yeah. DB loves baseball. Eddie is way better yeah. than him. And Eddie is, has the thing that DB mm. wants and he still doesn't really want it. True, Nora, true. So like, it's probably that. But I also think that kids, like you said earlier, their social identity is very wrapped up in their friend group. Of like, It's the same way that guys are really mean to their friends when they date a girl or like a girl that they think is like, lower than them in their social class of yeah. like no one as an adult would care if their friend had a girlfriend that was like kind of weird yeah but in high school like they could be really mean about yeah. that yeah no that's real but eddie does kind of try to like 
play it off in this part. He's like, dude, it wasn't like that big of a deal. It's kind of funny that like my stupid sauce got me in the cook-off. Like he's still like really minimizing it. Yeah. But he also does admit to liking home economics. And this is when he says a sweet thing about like, I don't know, I like making something out of nothing and figuring out what goes together and doing something no one's ever done before. And again, I just, I like it. His motivations for loving cooking feel authentic to me and I just like this actor. I think he's believable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good way to summarize what's appealing about cooking of like the creativity of it. So yeah, him and DB are like, okay, but there's definitely like tension brewing, you know? And at this point, Frankie is like, dude, but like, what's your dad going to say when he Mm -hmm. finds out? And so Eddie then races home to try to like intercept the like mail notification Mm -hmm. that he got in before his dad can see it. Um, And when he gets home, his brothers, like, already have it in their hands. And in trying to get it back from them, like, the certificate he got, like, rips. And Eddie is so cute. He's like, it's a certificate, and they ripped it. It's so Mm. sweet. And then, like, his dad is going in on him about, like, your teacher called. Like, why wouldn't you tell me? And, like, what is this about the cook-off? And it's so sad to a parent that like your siblings ripped up your accomplishment and there's no even like mention of like hey guys that's mean to do yeah and then he's just like oh boys you can torment your brother later i'm like what don't say that like it's just such bad parenting i really think this guy is one of those like boomers that like he's one of like five kids and like Mm -hmm. he he like prides himself on like oh my childhood was insane like my brothers beat the shit out of me every day and like it made me a better person it's like no it didn't it didn't didn't. you haven't dealt with those wounds and now you're passing it down i know i know like oh i hate this man sorry i know i hate this man too um but yeah it's like and then when the mom gets home she like hears the news and she's like eddie great and the dad is like hurt that she knew about this but again it's like you were saying it's like Mm -hmm. you can't be surprised when people don't tell you what's going on in their lives when you didn't create a safe place for them to tell you yeah yeah so now we see that Eddie is, like, getting teased out at school because the school announcements are, like, Eddie's the first ever boy to ever be a finalist in this competition. <laughs> everyone's laughing. Like, he's also the only boy in his age bracket. It's this poor so kid. Sad. And he's so cute. Like, he's embarrassed, but he's also, like, taking it. Like, yeah. it's so cute. Taking it in stride. I know. And then we see him in the cafeteria getting made fun of more and the cheerleaders look at him. They're like, Eddie, want to try out? And it's like, ugh. And that's women adding to the problem. I know. Trivializing they're, themselves. They're complicit. Yes, they I'm, are. Mm-hmm. Girls. Girls. It's not the way. I've seen the Netflix documentary Cheer. It's hard. It's hard work what you all do. Yeah. It'd be amazing if Eddie wanted to do that. Yes. So Eddie is in the home economics room practicing for the competition with Mrs. Hadley and Bridget. And Eddie really can't crack an egg properly. That's sort of his kryptonite. We've seen it before this. Yeah. And so, you it know. It is cool on when I went to be Bobby Flay, the way they crack eggs. It's just like they just like put it on the table and just like kind of crack of one hand. They go so fast and then oh, there's no that's shells. Cool. It is really cool. Like I could never crack an egg like that. That's so impressive. It's so fast and one handed and it is really cool. No, that's like that's really cool. And then cool. they put the yolk between the two shells. To oh, like yeah. Mix it. I can do that. Where you have to do, like, egg whites. Oh. 
Okay, so I'm really a cook, so I don't know. <laughs> I but wish no, I was. Eddie can't even really do it with two hands. Like, he always gets the shells, like, in the batter of whatever he's trying yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah, And so, you know, Mrs. Hadley's like, okay, we need to, like, work on that. And he's like, oh, who cares if I can't crack an egg? Like, I can do everything else. And then Mrs. Hadley says this iconic line. I love her line delivery. That was in the trailer. It was. She says, oh, really? Can you saute, scald, cream, reduce, extract, whip, and flambe? Yes. <laughs> and it yes. rhymes. And she just says it with, like such a fun cadence it's so good and it burned my brain from the trailer same and she is talking about how she has to teach them all this stuff for the cook-off and she says your days of self-indulgent creativity are over exactly like she really said eddie you've got raw potential you've got no finesse yeah and it's so true that like you need a base you need to know the you know the basics even yeah. if you're naturally talented you got to have like a foundation to work off of totally it's like that thing of like you need to know the rules in order to break them you know so true yeah love that yeah and she oh i love when she says this when she's like telling them you're gonna be doing this 24 7 in here all the time and then she's like except tuesdays because that's when i jazzercise yeah because i just see such a picture of who this woman is in my mind i know like that's adding to the image of who i know she is it is kind of making me sad to think of her as like similar to Allison Breen Horse Girl. I was just thinking about <laughs> Allison Breen Horse Girl. Because she goes to those classes and you it's that really sad thing where she's she, like, maybe I'll make a friend tonight and she never does. She's so Allison Breen because also with us talking about the craft exactly. store. Like she is Allison Breen in that way. I know. And I just hope she doesn't have family trauma that's going to come back up for her. I hope that she finds a community that is nurturing for her. I know. She needs to like get into a quilting club. Yeah. Or like a book club. A book club. Yeah. Yeah. She should read Fifty Shades of Grey with she all should. her closest girlfriends. She should be awakened in that area <laughs> of her life. Now, because like there's this moment, so Eddie is there, and then DB comes to the home economics room and is like, Eddie, you coming? Like baseball stuff. And Eddie's like, sorry, I have some work to do. And DB just looks at him like, who even are you now? Like you are just a gay lord now. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's so mean. It's so mean. And now we get like a montage moment as... A sad song called Grow by April Start plays and like Nora. Love this song. I have been listening to it nonstop since it's I watched it. It's so this. good. It's so good. And like I remembered it from childhood but completely forgot about it. Like it's so good. Memory unlocked and like I just can't stop thinking about how I think the lyric is so deep. Everyone gets as far as they go. It's so deep. Everybody gets as far as they go. Like it's like you you get out of things what you put into it. Literally, like we all need that reminder, like, oh, I wonder how far I'll get. It's like as far as you go, girl. Right. You gotta right. go to figure out how far you'll get. No, it's gorgeous. You should do a cover of it. I literally will. <laughs> I like have been listening to this song constantly. I'm like, if you want it, you can it's get really it. It's really good. If you want it, you can get it. If you choose it, don't regret it. It's if you want so it, you can good. get it. Everybody gets as far as they go. Seriously. Oh, obsessed. Obsessed. So yeah, this song is playing and it is like, even though it's inspirational, it's a little sad too. And, you know, we're just seeing like baseball practice. We see the sad part where Eddie is watching Bobby Flay on TV, super happy. But then he switches to baseball when his dad comes in the room and he like lies. It's just so sad oh. that he has to hide this part of himself. It sucks. It sucks. It really does. And we just see Eddie like juggling both baseball and home economics and just like trying to keep everyone happy. And it's impossible. So then we go to another baseball game. 
and they lose. And DB is really upset about this. And Eddie's like, dude, like, why are you so upset? And he's like, I guess I was getting used to winning. It's this thing of like, Eddie is their only chance to win games. So if he's distracted or not focused, like they won't win. Yeah. But it's like incredibly unfair to put all the pressure on one kid when it's like, you're all on a team. Um, And so him and DB have like this little fight about, you know, the game and Eddie liking cooking and then db says this really like scathing thing to eddie he says it's weird it's weird that you rather bake cakes than play baseball it's weird that you rather read a cookbook than a comic book it's weird just yeah like, he's like so again just like cutting with his delivery he's like it's just weird i know and that's so like Ugh. when you're a kid and people are like that's weird it's just like it's like the worst insult you can get yeah like we're human beings we're social creatures and to be like alienated from the group like that I is know. very painful and it's just like, it's sad because this kid is just like, I like he's yeah a victim of uh, like the culture of the culture of like he's just raised to believe that like it's weird like we do boy things we're boys yeah yeah Eddie's just going through it like his dad is being a dick to him DB is being a dick to him and we're in the cafeteria and we learn that the cook off is the same day as this like game against the Eagles if they make it to the playoffs this will be like the biggest game of the season very much like go figure he's gonna have to choose between mm -hmm. these two things very much like the game and the callback you know Eddie's like in some ways Troy Bolton before oh, yeah. Troy Bolton yes yeah. this came before don't don't forget don't forget um so yeah oh, did you see oh sorry this is our biggest side but the Jonas Brothers were on watch what happens live the other day and Andy Cohen asked some questions, and one of the questions was, do you think High School Musical is a better movie than Camp Rock? And they all said yes. They all were like, yeah, oh, it is. Oh, my God. And they're right. They're self-aware. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that they were talking about Camp Rock. I know. They all Andy agreed Andy asking the, the important questions. I know. He really goes in there. Oh, my God. And then he asked Kevin whose first album or whose like body of work is better like Miley or Demi's and he said Demi's because I guess they wrote a lot of her songs for her oh. first album so they're like we wrote it so like Demi's wow yeah. I'm like, also I feel like it's fine to say Demi like you guys are best friends with her like yeah you're closer with her than Miley and Miley's her ex Nick yeah like <laughs> Miley will understand yeah, yeah. that's He's so like funny. seven things a song about me yeah seriously oh my god sorry guys how to do that aside the Jonas Brothers not only have they written some of the best music they've inspired some of the I best know music. they really are icons in so many ways and Joe was looking so hot I love like I love the memes that are talking about speak now Taylor's version being like Joe went through it. Jake went through it. Now it's John's turn. I'm like, don't get it twisted. There are a lot of Joe songs on Speak Now. I know, but people just love Joe. And he was so young that like- Yeah, he's not are, He's not a problematic Joe ex. is forgiven. Yeah, basically Eddie is like learning that these two events are going to be on the same day. And yet again, him and DB in the cafeteria are like, you know, feuding about this. And DB flicks applesauce at Eddie and Eddie pushes him. And then kids yell food fight, and <laughs> I can't believe it. There's another there's food fight another, this, within, like, 20 minutes of each other. This movie has two food fights. It seems excessive. Even yeah. as a kid, I think I was like, two? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And then after the food fight, um, Frankie is talking about, like, I love when he says, he's like, I felt so free. I'm like, that's how I imagine a food fight would feel. Yes. Um, and basically, yeah, we learned that, like, Eddie and DB have to, like, clean up after school for, like, a long time, like, as punishment. Right. I also always think about the behind-the-scenes promo for this movie, or one of them, which I rewatched oh. in my research, where they talk about the food fights. And Taylor Ball, who plays Eddie, is 
he talks about reading the script and realizing there were two <laughs> food fights and he says how could i possibly want any more than that <laughs> and you see True. like yeah you see like crew members in like plastic uh suits like flinging extra food from out of frame to just make it look like as chaotic Fun. as possible and i'm just like why did they decide to because it just didn't need to be there didn't need to be two right we can say yeah there did not need to be two okay yeah um, this was excessive yeah like i remember seeing the promos for this movie as a kid and being like i wonder why two <laughs> yeah. so that happens um Eddie is starting to crack under the pressure and under the bullying. Yes. So we see him with Mrs. Hadley in the home economics room, and she's trying to teach him and Bridget how to julienne carrots. And Eddie kind of freaks out. He's like, this is so dumb. Like, no matter what we do to these stupid little carrots, they're going to taste like carrots. (laughs) He's like losing sense of meaning. Yeah. He's like, this is a waste of my time. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I'm sick of not having friends. I'm sick of getting teased. I'm sick of my dad hating me. He says, I hate that my dad can barely look at me. Because you want to saute a carrot? This dad needs to grow up. He needs help. He needs help. He's in a toxic masculinity prison. Seriously. And it's so sad because Mrs. Hadley is like, I know, Eddie, I know. But I'm guessing you love cooking even more than you hate all those things. And he's just like, I'm out. And he leaves the room. And there's this beautiful moment where Bridget says... (laughs) Oh, is that why everyone makes fun of me? Because I love to cook? And Mrs. Hadley says, oh, no, Bridget. There's plenty of other reasons. (laughs) Yeah, Bridget's a lot. She's a lot. She really is. Yeah, she's a ton. So now we're back at the baseball field and... Woo! This scene. Yeah. Eddie's dad tells the Groundhogs if they beat the Cougars today, they make the playoffs. So that's exciting. But then as he's psyching them up, kind of giving them a pep talk... He's saying that the pitcher from the other team throws like a girl. And this one girl, Kimberly, stands up to this misogynist prick. Yeah. And she's like, why do you say that? Like, why do you say, like, he throws like a girl? Like, I throw like a girl because I am a girl. And she's just like, why is that an insult? Like, when I run well, you say, like, I'm running like a boy. And when I run bad, you say I'm running like a girl. Like, can't I just be a good or bad runner? Yes. And she absolutely slays with that. She does, and it's such a satisfying scene, and I love it because it's hilarious because this guy goes, you are a bad runner. And she goes, I know that. Everyone knows that, but it's not because I'm a girl. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, it's because I'm uncoordinated, like Marcus and Jordan, who are both boys. Yes, yes. And you see, it's so cute because you see Hannah just kind of look at her like, yes, queen. Yeah. And I just love this thing of like, I, it just really did make me happy that they they had like two female athletes, one who was really good like Hannah yeah. and one who sucked, but was like, misogyny still isn't okay yeah like, i'm just a bad athlete a lot of guys are bad athletes stop making this a gendered thing right and then all the kids are piling in on this dad because then yeah. hannah's like why do you always say like i'm one of the guys like can't i just be a girl on the team like yeah. why does it have to if i'm good why am i then one of the guys and then that kid all over from before is like and by the way my dad's a nurse and i heard you making fun of the other coach because he was a nurse and that's honestly pretty rude like my dad saves lives Yes, that yeah. was like a mic drop. Mic like, drop. Answer for your crimes. Answer for your crimes. The dad's just like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, because it's like this type of toxic, like, 
language has consequences and you are a mentor in young people's lives, you have a chance to shape their beliefs and look how much you are flopping. Flopping. These kids just fucking owned you, dude. Yes. And it does make me sad because he he like dismisses this. He's like, if there's no more unresolved issues. I know. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. I know. And like truly this scene ends with like Eddie arriving and everyone's like, yay, Eddie's here. And I'm like, did this man reflect? And he's like, thank God Eddie's here. I know, but I love it because then the assistant coach, because he's been watching, I love it, like chewing his gum, like nodding, like, yeah, these kids are making points. Like, yeah, he yeah. loves it. And at the end of the scene, he says to him, he's like, my old man was a hairdresser. <laughs> slay, slay. I'm just like, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, the dad sucks, and I don't trust that he learned his lesson, unfortunately. Neither. I don't yeah. either. And then put me in coach, please. Love. Love. Love a soundtrack. Yes. Such as this. Yes. <laughs> And they literally win the game, so they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. And it's very sweet. Everyone lifts Eddie on their shoulders, and yeah. he once again leads his team to victory. And later that night, Mrs. Hadley pays a visit to the Ogden home. She does. She does. And she is like, Eddie, like, I know this is a tough decision, but, like, she kind of just comes over and is like, I just want you to sleep on it. Like, you're a natural, like... Bridget, she does not have your natural instinct. Like, you were born to do this. You have instincts, which is the thing you always... That instinct is always the difference between talent and trying. It can't be taught. It can't be taught. And um, his dad just like, yeah, thanks for coming by. I know my son. He'll be playing baseball and he won't let down his team. Yeah. And I love the teacher because she's just talking right to Eddie. She's not like... She's like, your parents, forget him. Yeah. And she also gets, like, choked up in this scene, like, emotional, which is really sweet. And... There's also a part when, you know, Eddie's dad says something like, if I know my son, don't count on it, lady. And she's like, and I'm sure you know him better than anyone else. Scathing. And she knows that's not true. And that's why she says it. And it's yeah, like. Parents always claim to oof. know their kids. Yeah. And it's like, they're their own people. Just because you brought them into this world doesn't mean you know everything about them. And let them have a, and let them have a goddamn secret. Yeah. So Eddie has a decision to make. And he does like lie awake in bed that night. Like, ooh, I don't know what I should do. Mm-hmm. And he decides to go downstairs and do what he does best. Just some cooking just for the joy of it. Oh, so true. It's really sweet. Um, and then we see him walking through the cook off in his baseball uniform. Yes. Checking the scene out. And Bobby is there. Yeah, like talking to like cameras. Because I guess it's, yeah, it's televised. Yeah. Crazy. And and Eddie meets Bobby Flay. Yeah, and Bobby's like, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby like knows who Eddie is. I guess it's because his like, name is like on the, he has like a nameplate <laughs> by his station. But he is like so familiar with him. Yeah, and Eddie's like not like starstruck. I'm like, you watch him every day. And he's like, oh, hey, man, like. What's up? It's like... That's so true. Like, it'd be one thing, like, if... Yeah, like, Eddie <laughs> loves him. He, like, loves Bobby Flay. That is kind of weird. And, and Bobby's looking good with his brown hair. He kind of he's was kind ginge. Of, he's kind of, like, blonde now. He, okay, he looked kind of ginge in this, no? Oh, I kind of thought he looked brunette, but... Oh. Oh. Then he could have okay. Eddie tells Bobby, like, oh, I'm not staying. I'm just here to, like, check it out. Because he's like, sorry, my team's counting on me. And Bobby's like, I think I understand. Good luck. He's very robotic, like, clearly not an actor. <laughs> He's like, I think I get it. Good luck, man. I know. It's so cute. I know he is cute. Oh, Bobby. (laughs) Some people love Bobby. Oh, yeah. He's like, people, yeah. Some people think he's a hack. I know, but people just think that that tracks. Like, I feel like people just think that of like a lot of celebrity (laughs) chefs. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But Anthony Bourdain is one that like had like a higher level of like esteem. Yes. Because he had like that cool guy, smart guy, rebel. Yeah, I know. Whereas Bobby's just like, 
all right. Like, you know, he's he's corny in a way. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. I personally love hacks. I lo- like I oh, love yeah. the idea of a hack. I know I love hacks. <laughs> like I don't like scammers. I love I love a psychic. I love a magician. Yeah. It's like scam me. You know I love David Blaine. Y- yeah. Hot. Although he's not a hack. He's so talented. Yeah, I know he like is so good. <laughs> okay, David, like, everything you I said. You literally defy logic. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Love you, David Blaine. You're a star. Um <laughs> but so yeah, uh Eddie is just checking it out because he is still planning to go to the game. Um, and he does arrive and his friend Frankie has a little TV in the dugout and he's like watching the coverage from the cookout. Yeah. And we learn that all chefs have to use four ingredients in their recipes, chocolate, chicken, lemon, and chili peppers. But Eddie, we quickly see during this playoff game, his heart's not in it. His mind is somewhere else and he's messing up. He's thinking about onions, garlic, ginger. Exactly, Nora. Yes. And, like, you know, the kids in the cookout, there's, like, starting to be some tension because, like, you know, DB is like, Frankie, turn that stupid thing off. Like, you're not helping Eddie, like, Mm -hmm. with these, like, cook-off play-by-plays. And Frankie's like, well, you're not helping by, like, making him choose between cooking and having friends. That needed to be said. It did. I love that Frankie is like, DB, you've been taking this shit way too far because it's true. It's really true. And then, like, you know, DB tries to be like, please, like, Eddie's here because he wants to be here, like, because he wants to beat the Eagles. And someone's like, is that the only reason you're here, DB? Because you want to, like, win? And he's like, no, I'm here because I love baseball. Yes. And then Hannah's, like, kind of like Eddie loves cooking. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And it starts to click with DB. But this is kind of what I was talking about before with the food fights. Like, rather than DB being like, Eddie, man, I've been hard on you. You should go. Instead, he's like, you know what, Eddie? I'm actually sick of you taking all the glory. Like, we can do the shit without you. Like, get out of here. You're not needed. Babe, they're eighth graders. They're not monks. No, I know. They're I th- not capable of that. No, I like this because I think it's real. Like, yeah, I, there yeah, yeah. wouldn't be a moment of like, no. hey, man, this is your passion. Like, that would no have been way. cheesy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Eighth graders, like, really, a male eighth grader, they, like, can't do that. Yeah. They're like, how do I get a guy to, like, do what he wants like vulnerability no they're like hey loser go cook we're fine here (laughs) yeah exactly that's what they know that's what they know but eddie like smiles because he knows from db this is like the most kind thing ever he can read the code he knows the code he's like i think db just said he loves me i know yeah people are like women want you to read their mind it's like look at men there's so much subtext that i'm like so confused yeah so basically everyone just starts being like yeah eddie go 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 to the cook-off we don't need you but like it is ultimately supportive and cute yeah but then eddie's dad is like you're quitting yes and i love what eddie says back (gasps) he says i'm not quitting i'm starting chills that means so much to me yeah and spoiler was my favorite quote so i'm gonna say my thoughts then yeah okay but no i that makes sense to me that was the mic drop of the film was mic i'm not drop. quitting i'm starting yes totally. yes i thought that was so gorgeous and then yeah he runs off and his mom who was here watching the game is like i'll drive you to the cook-off and they go bobby flay tells him he only has an hour because he's missed a lot of time it is like a little bit like he can join late i guess i, I guess if he can do within the yeah. time constraint why not i guess why not because like he is like at a disadvantage so it's like all right king if you want to start now go ahead back at the game hannah's mom arrives because hannah forgot her pom-poms at home and hannah literally like puts on her cheerleading jacket and starts like <laughs> cheering alone. alone it's like so unhinged if i was that mom i'd be like this is what she meant. Like, I would be so relieved. Like, oh, she's on the baseball team. Yeah. I'm like, if she's just showing up 
to this weird baseball court and doing this cheer on the sidelines alone. There's yeah. not even a formal team. Yeah. More concerning. Uh, yes, completely agree. Um, but like, it's weird because Hannah's mom, when she tells her, because Hannah's like, you know what, mom? Like, fine, I play baseball. And like, I don't care what you have to say. Like, I'd like it, okay? And the mom is immediately like, Hannah, I'm just happy you're doing something you love. And I'm like, frustrated because I'm like, but Hannah's anxiety couldn't have come from nowhere. Like, it's true that the mom probably, but here's the thing. Kids, like, really are bad at trying their parents, and they inter- kids internalize so much that, like, the mom even just being like, I was a cheerleader. Like, do you want to be a cheerleader? Yeah. She might have made that in her mind of, like, my mom will never accept this. True. You're right. Like, Kids even do, with, like, do stuff like that. Some of the other parents we've had, like, the parents are less mad yeah. than the DCOM star has made them up to be in their minds. Like, even with Zach and, and yeah. his, school, like, his dad does put a lot of pressure on him, but Troy makes that pressure so much yeah. bigger in his head. And yeah. I think, like, that's, that's what true. Hannah did. Yeah. That's really true. So, yeah, basically this is, like, a happy ending with Hannah and her mom. Her mom, like, stays for the game and is cheering. And Eddie's dad sees that. And that makes him really realize, like, oh, that woman's, like, supporting, like, what she didn't, like, envision for her daughter. But she's still able to support her. Like, what's my freaking excuse, basically? Yeah. yeah. But, again, another insane example of men handling things in the most strange way. His dad, his dad's goal is go to cook-off to support son. His obstacle is, oh, I'm the coach of this game and I'm supposed to be here. His solution is to verbally assault the umpire <laughs> until he's kicked off the baseball field. He's too dark in his toxic masculinity framework that he can't. He says, I have to harass to do right thing. Yeah, I have to be physically removed from this situation to warrant me leaving. So that's yeah. insane. So that's what he does. Um and so he does head to the cook-off and basically everyone else at the cook-off had been having like help, like had like assistance, like Mrs. Hadley, for example, is helping Bridget, like yeah. sort of like being their sous chefs. Yeah. So Eddie's dad comes into the competition and starts helping him. And so that's a beautiful father-son moment, full circle. And we see that Eddie's dad can casually crack an egg with one hand. Yeah. Okay. Hello? Like, okay, cook? Yeah, okay, cook. Um, and they're, like, you know, really pressed for time. They're, like, scrambling all around. Eddie has, like, less than two minutes at this point. Meanwhile, at the game, DB is up to bat. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, he gets two strikes because the catcher is, like, taunting him. So, like, there, there's drama in both arenas. The game is not going so well. And the cook-off is, like, he's running out of time. And Eddie starts making chocolate chicken, which his mom is like, oh, no, like, yeah. that's wrong. But then Mrs. Hadley is like, no, no, he's brilliant. It's a mole. Um, so, yeah, he's got great instincts because I don't even know if he knew what mole was, but he just, like, sensed it. Yeah, he just has the natural talent. Totally. And the thing that's stressful is it's down to the wire. There's, like, less than 10 seconds left, and he doesn't have anything in the dish with lemon. And that was one of the ingredients he needs to, you know, even not be disqualified. Yeah. So last minute, they just, like, grate some lemon zest on the dish. Yep. And as this is happening, DB is, like, getting a home run and, like, yes, winning the game for yes, them. Yes, DB pulls through, and he can win without Eddie. That's huge. Exactly. That's really a nice moment. And this is good that this happened because now DB has, like, confidence, and he loves this game, and he needed to see that he could do it without Eddie. Yeah, now I think he'll be less resentful of Eddie. I think so, too. And now we do learn the winner of the cook-off. But, um... Bridget. Not Eddie. Not Eddie. 
And this feels right. I'm happy they did this. Because also, like, one, he had such little time. Yeah. And also, you know, Bridget's been cooking for longer, and she probably has more technical skill. Yes. But then we see Bobby Flay tell Eddie, like, you should have won. Oh. Because he can see real genius. Yeah. He's like, don't stop cooking, kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad because Eddie, like, tears up a little, and he's, like, trying not to cry. Because he really wanted this. like, that's gay. Keep it in. Don't cry, son. Don't add crying to cooking. He's like, okay, it was bad enough that you cooked. And now you're crying? You're a girl. Go buy a skirt. We should clarify that the dad says none of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the team, like, all shows up to support him. And Eddie's mom tells them, like, oh, Eddie didn't win. And I like the scene with Eddie and his dad where... Eddie says, I struck out. And his dad says, you didn't strike out. Bridget just hit it out of the park. And I love that framing where it's like. Love that. You can do an amazing job and someone can still like do better. But that doesn't take away from like you did an amazing job. And yeah, his dad at this point is just like, you know what? Like this wasn't about winning and you're a kid with a lot of gifts and like you have time to sort them out. And I love that. I love that. I really love that. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing to say. And then there's a crazy moment where Frankie goes up to Bobby Flay and is like, hey, big chef man, like my friend's the best and you know it. And Bobby's like, yeah, he like is. And literally Frankie pushes Bobby Flay and it's like playful, but it's like still don't push a celebrity ch- chef. That's literally insane. And then Bobby's just like, Eddie looks like a winner to me because he's like surrounded by friends who like love him and adore him. And Bobby's like, I got four ex-wives. <laughs> I'm tired. I got to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he does have like a lot of ex-wives. That's crazy. No, it's just being a chef. It's not. It's true. It, that if, is he had, like, if he had one woman he was with for 30 years, that would be crazy. Yeah. That is like the most undateable profession. They work Never crazy hours. They're crazy. They're like. like you I, cannot date a chef. No, I really would not want to. Like they're awesome. They're hot, but no. They're so hot, but you cannot date them. No. You have they're to married away. to their work. They're nuts. Yeah, they are. Um, And so basically Eddie and like his family and his teammates go off to celebrate with Eddie dogs and everyone's chanting, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. But then Bridget's like, what about me? I'm the one who won. I'm hungry too. And Eddie smiles at her and motions for her to join the crew, which is so sweet. Sweet. And we end with to to invite an insufferable girl along just because you're kind. Sweet. And that's the kind of guy that Eddie is. (laughs) And we end with a freeze frame of (laughs) Eddie. It's always a fucking freeze frame. (laughs) Always. And Eddie just is like checking out Bridget's trophy with his arm around her, but not in a romantic way, just in a he's everyone's friend way. Yeah. Bridget's too much for him. Way too much. Yeah. And that's Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. I didn't really find many fun facts, sadly. All I really have is this movie was filmed in New Zealand, which makes sense because there's at least two New Zealand actresses. That's kind of wild. It's so far away. There's a good amount of DCOMs filmed there. I know for a fact that You Wish is filmed there. Wow. Um, So this movie was written by Jack Jason, Rick Bitzelberger, and Dan Berenson, Jack and Rick don't really have many other writing credits, but we've talked about Dan because he was a writer on many other DCOMs, including Stuck in the Suburbs and the Twitches films. Um, this movie was directed by Paul Hone, who we have also definitely talked about before. He's directed a ton of DCOMs, including Jump In 
including, I believe, oh, yes. The Luck of the Irish? Yeah, he's yeah. done a ton. Yeah, and then the music was by David Cate. Again, I just yeah. love the music. And I, mean, I know David Cate. Yeah, we've talked about him, too. Um, I know Cadet Kelly was one of them, but yeah. I feel like there were a good amount there of decoms. There was, like, a few, yeah. Yeah. So the cast... Um, Taylor Ball is Eddie Ogden. He was in the CBS sitcom Still Standing. Um, he's very much like a child actor. Like, he really hasn't done much since since then, honestly, since 2006. Yeah. I found him so great. I really love his acting in this. And I know, me too. Yeah. He now has a bunch of tattoos, and he has a podcast called That's Heavy that's all about heavy metal music. <gasps> okay, hot. I know. I think that's so cute. And he's also a musician. He has a band called Tragic Forms. And he shared a throwback to this movie last year on Instagram and was like, almost 20 years ago, I'm old. He's so cute. Wow. Okay. Love that he has a lot of tattoos. I know. And like, I, I just love that he is passionate about music. Um, Nancy Lenahan is Mrs. Hadley. She has been in a lot. Like, you definitely recognize her because she's just guest starred on like every show. She's had significant arcs on shows, including Veep, Bless This Mess, My Name is Earl. Um, she's Amy Adams' mom in Catch Me If You Can, which I watched kind of recently. Oh, yeah, she's she's great. Um, Orlando Brown is Frankie. You know him as Eddie from That's So Raven. He's the voice of Sticky in The Proud Family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had, like, a ton of legal issues in recent years, unfortunately, including, like, domestic violence arrests. Mm-hmm. He's oh. just, like, struggled with substance abuse and a lot of stuff. He's He's wow. going through it. Like, he's definitely been, like, abusive at some point, but he's also just, like, going through it. Um, okay yeah I didn't know that he has three kids and yeah he's had some like weird moments and like he in 2018 like shared to social media a video that showed that he got like a neck tattoo of Raven Simone even Mm. though they're like not friends and he was like on Dr. Phil that same year like claiming to be Michael Jackson's son so he's got like mental health issues I really hope Uh, he's like okay he's not but like I hope he is someday oh yeah um Riley McClendon is DB. He's in another DCOM, Buffalo Dreams, which I've never seen. Never seen. Um, He does still act here and there, but that's, like, the only other thing that felt, like, relevant to mention here. Oh, and then the girl that's Hannah. Yes. She's in that weird show that always comes on after Big Brother. Ghosts. Ghosts. Which I feel like is, like, really popular, so I'm like, go it's her. It's, like, supposed to be one of, like, the biggest sitcoms of all time. Or not sitcoms, but like biggest comedies of all time or something. I don't know if that's just CBS's marketing or if it's true. Yeah. But I just think that I was like, oh, after Big Brother, ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, her name is Rose McIver. She is from New Zealand. She's also in that, like, super cheesy Netflix movie trilogy, The Christmas Prince and its oh, sequels. yes, yeah. Which I have seen that first one. Um, She's also in another DCOM, Johnny yeah. Capahella, back on board. Yep. Um... Mark L. Taylor, we talked about in our HSM2 episode because, yes, he's Eddie's dad, but he's also Fulton in that. <laughs> um, Susan Brady is Eddie's mom. She's in Xenon the sequel. She plays Xenon's mom, Astrid, but only in that one. She's not in any of the other Xenon oh, movies. Also, um, well, what's his name? Oh, Mark uh, L. Taylor. Mark L. Taylor is also in another DCOM, <gasps> Den Brother. Oh, he is. Yes. Okay, cool. Never seen that one. Um, thank you for pointing that out. Um, and, whoa. He's also in another one. Wait, what? The other me. Apparently, he's not. He's in that? It says he is on this. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. He's in so many. Wow. Wow. Legend. Um, So, Kylie Layden is Bridget. This is the only thing she's ever done. She's from New Zealand, so I'm wondering if they did, like, a local casting call there. Um, 
The only other thing I like found about her now is that her husband won this reality show, The Block NZ, which is like the New Zealand version of an Australian show of the same name. And it's like a show where contestants like renovate and sell houses. So her and her husband like designed their home together. Oh, cute. And they have kids. Love. Um, you all know Bobby Flay as himself. If you don't, come on. He's a celebrity if chef. If you don't, you're uncultured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So there's no love interest in Eddie's Million Dollar no. Cook-Off. no. But favorite quote time, we know yours. Do you want to say anything more about it? Yes. My favorite quote was, no, I'm not quitting. I'm starting. And I really loved that because I think that, especially when you're a kid, there's all this pressure to follow through with your commitments of like, once you decide what you're going to do, you can't quit. Like there's all this pressure on like quitting is the worst thing you can do. Mm. And I think it's so important when you're a kid to like try out so many things. And if you get to a place where you're like, I'm more passionate about this other thing, it should never be seen like quitting is like mm. negative. Yeah. And I just liked this like idea of like anytime you move on for something or you switch direction, it's not quitting. It's like you're starting something new. I just think that's such a better way to like look at life. Yeah. And just like you can always change directions. You can always like start something else. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to like, and not even that Eddie has to like give up baseball entirely because he doesn't. But like if he wants to take a step back, that's not like giving up. That's yeah. like embarking on something new. It's a healthy part of growth to not put yourself in a box yeah. just because you've been in it yeah. previously. My favorite quote, April start. Everyone gets as far as they go. <gasps> She did a lyric from a song. And don't forget that, guys. And don't forget that, guys. so serious. Um, So if Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off were a Zodiac sign, I'm giving it to Cancer because, yeah, Cancer is a nurturing, caretaking sign. And at least a big part of Eddie's passion for cooking is, like, making people happy. Like, that's the Eddie dogs. Like, his teammates love it. Like, cooking for his family gave him a lot of joy. And I think that's part of it for him. Um, Also, like cancers don't get enough credit for the fact that they're leaders because they're a cardinal sign and he is like not the bossy egocentric type of leader he's the person that's just like natural everyone feels comfortable around him and I thought about the fact that like if I had to associate two signs with cooking it would probably be Taurus and cancer but Taurus I feel like it's like that more perfectionist side of like the Bridget aspect of like everything has to be perfect like I care about technique I care about tradition whereas Eddie in a very cancer way is coming from this place of like does it taste great are people smiling do people want seconds and that's what motivates him and that just all felt very cancer to me yeah um so what's your rose from Eddie's million dollar cook-off so my rose was honestly just Taylor yeah the actor that plays Eddie because I think there was some cheesy acting in this movie and I felt that he brought it back to a place of just like really being grounded and real yes and I thought you mentioned this like he did so well at even if the lines didn't convey his passion he showed it to us and mm-hmm. like I really believed him I thought he sim- seemed like a real person and I could like feel his conflict yeah I just thought he did a really good job and I thought that he made this movie like so sweet and I was invested in it because of him yeah and I just think he did a really good job I completely agree I love him and I think he could have done a lot more acting maybe he didn't want to because he's so good yeah, he's so and just good. natural that is almost what I picked but I decided to go with the scene where the groundhogs call Eddie's dad out for his yeah that's awesome. repugnant sexism Ugh, I'm so mad yeah um yeah it just needed to happen and it was very satisfying and I'm really happy that this message was in the world in 2003 don't say people run like girls it was I know. it was important I know um 
I am sad that we don't ever, we know that he grew as a dad, but we don't know that he grew in this way. And that does make me sad. That's like, yeah, that's kind of was my thorn. Really? Okay. My thorn was one that the dad, I wish that honestly, my thorn was that I wish we had seen like the mom. Yeah. Yes. Like I wish we had seen like a situation where the mom is like, your sexism hurts me. Not in those yeah. words that you come on and do that, but like maybe it would. I don't know. After seeing the color of friendship, like, anything is possible. Wouldn't it be cool if we got a moment of her being like, you didn't used to be like this. Yes. Like, remember when like we were dating and you were so progressive? Like, <laughs> I would have liked that. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't that so depressing about so many people? It's like, I thought I married a liberal and now you're fucking man. conservative. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I wish we had seen her confront him in a way that's like, you know, yeah, I just think it would have been more impactful if he's like hearing this from his wife. If yeah. I think you're right, like he grows in the way of like, I have to support my son, yeah. but I don't like see if he's still a sexist. Like, yeah. I don't really understand. So, yeah, I wish we had seen, I think that's my thorn. I wish we had seen that because then also that would have given the mom more growth when she's yes. pretty a flat character. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely wish that. Um, my thorn is screaming, boring, jaded adult, and my inner child is shaking her damn head. But honestly, it's the two food fights because I'm just like, it's just too much. It's overstuffed. Yes. The second one didn't further the plot. Mm -hmm. It made the movie feel unrealistic in a way that it didn't at any other point, really. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, why? It didn't add anything. It wasn't like the second food fight was like more exciting, really. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, huh. I don't think it was um, artistic or thoughtful. And I was kind of left feeling like. This is 2003. Kids still had attention spans. Don't patronize us. We don't need two food Ooh, fights. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get that. So that was my thorn. Um, she like wrestled or something. Have them get in a physical fight. Yeah, right. Seriously, like up the ante somehow. Yeah. Um, so what was your overall rating? Okay. So I really liked this movie. It I was really nostalgic for yeah. it. And it is just so sweet. And like, again, it doesn't have like the bells and whistles of some other movies. Like it's pretty like compact like yeah. it, it's just like a sweet film about identity and like gender roles yeah. and like stuff like, it's just cute yeah. and but i thought i didn't need the bells and whistles because it's it's really it's well written yeah there's good acting especially by the lead what it set out to do it achieved yes and so i give it a b plus i just really loved it and i thought that like the only reason i'd given it an a is like it needed like a little more punch or something yeah. a little bit more impactful to get up there but it is really good like parts of it was like it's a little bit like too silly to put yeah. in a caliber but yeah i thought it was pretty great and it's just cute and wholesome and exactly what i want to feel from a decom is like comforted and yeah. uh, entertained and nostalgic i completely agree i really like this movie completely agree with everything you say love taylor ball love the lessons i think like this movie isn't groundbreaking but it's solid but like I found myself being like looking at my ratings and like it's hard because I feel like within every letter there's even a range mm-hmm. and I was just looking at my B's and there's some B's that I really love like stuck in the suburbs I gave a B go figure I gave a B mm-hmm. and to me this movie's kind of in that B category where it's like I love it but it's just not like it is missing a little bit of that oomph to yeah. raise it up to a B plus for me I felt like my nostalgia bias was wanting me to up it yeah and I had to be like I think it's kind of a B but I love this movie. I'm giving it a B for Booyah. I love you. Um, Yeah. So it really is great. So you guys need to rewatch this movie with like a cold beer and a hot dog. Oh, seriously. Yes. yes. And you can use our drinking game rules when you do so. Mm -hmm. Drink every time someone mentions or eats an Eddie dog. Drink every time there is a baseball game. 
Drink every time we see Eddie's dog, Samson. Drink every time Eddie's dad is a misogynist. Drink every time we see Hannah in her pink cheerleading disguise. And lastly, drink every time Eddie and DB get in a fight. Thank you guys so much for listening and happy unofficial summer on the decom boom. We're going to be doing lots of summer movies. Yes, lots of summer movies. We have some guests coming up in the next few months. Mm -hmm. We're really excited. We're going to have a fun summer with you guys. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.